Leading the rebellion from the corporate nine to five. You are now listening to the Maniac Mentor Monday Motivation Podcast. When I define masculinity and like masculine energy, it really is all about purpose, direction, clarity, certainty, and mission. So you're strong in your demeanor, and that really is like masculine energy as a whole. It's like knowing what you want to do and like going after it. This is your Maniac Mentor Monday Motivational Minute with your hosts, Matt Aponte and Jeffrey Wood. And this is episode 88. That's right. 88. Here yeah. we are. Keep counting them, man. Keep counting them. Woo-hoo. It's knocking them out. It's knocking them out. Yeah, man. And so today we have a, uh, a special guest on the line. Actually, kind of like a follow-up from last episode uh, where we had... Um, the young gentleman, uh, Nicolo, on the line, and he was the barber out there in Pittsburgh. And turns out his brother is actually a certified life coach, and uh, he listened to the podcast and asked if he could be on the show. We checked him out, and we're like, he's doing some awesome things. So here he is on the show, so we're going to bring him on here after the musical interlude and kind of just uh, see about what he's doing. He specifies in a certain area of things as a life coach. And so we're going to talk about that, how he got into it. uh, You know, what are the things that that excites him about it? What his goals are, his visions, his dreams, what his impact is that he's trying to do. And um, so, yeah, Jeff, I mean, if you're ready, let's just uh, tweaky tweak this thing and make it happen. Yeah, that's right. I'm about to DJ that thing up and uh, drop it on him. All right. Visit ManiacMentor.com and connect on Instagram at ManiacMentor. All right. Okay. So, yeah, our guest today is Tino Rigano. How you doing, Tino? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on here. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. And, um, you know, it was a little bit of a last minute for having you come on the show. So, first of all, we want to thank you so much for making the time to be on the show. We're uh, honored to have you and to hear more about what it is that you're doing. And, um, you know, we chatted a little bit before the show. I just kind of want to make sure. So you are a certified life coach, uh, but you specialize in, um, uh, uh, well, I think you're, you're a, a male masculinity coach, but you have a specific term for that. Explain that to us. Yeah, so it's really... I, I call myself a masculinity coach and what that really means is like I kind of help men kind of transform into that that grounded centered that confident man that's that's in there and I help men kind of gain that clarity and certainty in uh, different areas of their life and shaping and kind of creating that that vision that they have for their future very cool. Very cool. So whenever, I don't know about you, Jeff, but whenever I hear masculinity coach, you know what the first thing I think of is... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, yeah. What show was that? Well, that was... Uh, it's, uh, uh, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. That's yeah. right. Probably before your time, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that kind of made me... I'm thinking masculinity, like, oh, oh. Like manly oh, stuff, oh, you know, being oh, more of a man, oh, 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 yeah. which is cool, which is really cool, man. So, um, so go ahead, tell us how how you got into life coaching uh, or coaching. What drew you to that, 
And then we're going to talk about, you know, what drew you into really specializing in this area of life coaching. Yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a long story in a way. Um, so I went to well, college. Well, it can't, it can't, it can't be that long, man. You're 23, so it can't be that long. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of layers in there. That's all. <laughs> all right, man. All right, well, let us have it. I won't interrupt you anymore. Yeah, so I, I went to college in my undergrad. It's like a, a small school that is kind of close to where I live. And I, I went into the major of athletic training. And, you know, in the beginning, I didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of high school. And my parents were like, hey, well, you, you, you're interested in uh, the human body and like health science. It's like, why don't you try athletic training out? That sounds like, you know, something that's up your alley. So I was like, sure, you know, why not? I just kind of took a jump. I didn't really know much about it, but it sounded interesting. So I was like, sure. So uh, as I was in this program, I started to kind of realize this is interesting, but it's not something that I'm like super, super passionate about. It's not something I see myself doing for the rest of my career. And about my junior and senior year of college, I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I just knew that it's not something that was aligned with my, my true purpose. So I started to get like really kind of like depressed in a way. Like I felt like I had like a loss of, you know, I did I feel like I didn't have a purpose. I felt like my direction was like all over the place. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and that was reflecting in my, in my schoolwork. I was like, failing a couple classes I had to take a summer course um I was seeing a girl at the time and like that went totally south um, uh oh yeah uh -oh. <laughs> isn't that usually how everything starts like a girl but right <laughs> so like that happened and then like it was just very apparent that I wasn't in a good place and on top of that um I had an injury that I sustained like I had a a herniated disc when I was lifting so I had to get back surgery that summer and like that was all going on like at the same time. So I was like, holy crap, like this is just not good. I do not, I do not want to be here. And that ended up being like the best thing that happened to me was getting that surgery. Because once I um, once I had the surgery and like was just recovering at my house, um, it gave me a lot of time to kind of just reflect on myself and like my situation. It gave me a lot of alone time. And I think, I think that's what I needed because I didn't, I didn't take that time to kind of just get in touch with what I wanted, what I was feeling and like what, what I'm visioning for my life. So like that time by myself was just crucial. And during that time, I, I was following this, this life coach that I still follow to this day. His name's Corey Wayne. He's, he's the man. He's like a relationship and dating coach. And at one of the videos I was watching, he was kind of describing how he was in construction for like 10 years and then totally switched over and became a life coach. And I was just like super intrigued by his story and like a lot of what he was going through kind of like resonated with me. And he was saying how he's always been about self-development and bettering yourself and growth and everything. And I was like, wow, you know, like I've kind of always been about that too, but I've never, you know, I never like thought too much into it. So I was like, kind of did some research about coaching. I was like, what is life coaching? Like I, I had no idea what it was. So I did some research and I found out that it's pretty much like right aligned with kind of like what I'm all about, like self-improvement, self-awareness, um, visioning, like figuring out what you want to do in life and meeting your goals. And I'm like, wow, this sounds like super interesting. 
So with more research, I found out that there was actually a program in, um, in Pittsburgh that offers life coaching. So I kind of just like took the chance. I was like, you know what? I'm signing up for this thing. I'm taking that risk and enrolled in the class. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of how, how I ended up getting certified and uh, found out about coaching. Man, that's very cool. Thanks for sharing that, that whole path with us of how you, how you got there. And I'm going to go ahead and just give you props, right? Because I remember when yeah. I, was, I was 23, guess what I was doing when I was 23? I was getting married, right? Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I was 23. I was getting married before that. Like I was just, uh-huh. you know, working and doing my thing. I did have a business that I sold when I was 20, but I kind of got tired of the business thing and got bored of it. And I just kind of got lost in your regular life thing. I'm just going to, you know, get a job and get married and do all that crap. And I don't ever remember thinking to myself when I was 22, 23, 24, like, you know, Oh, I'm going to work on self-improvement and I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to maybe be a a life coach and I'm going to see, you know, make my weaknesses, my strengths. And, you know, like it wasn't happening. Right. So that's a real testament to not only you, but your parents or how you were raised. And uh, so I definitely want to give, you know, credit where credit's due there. That's pretty awesome. Um, So you, you, uh, you, you found out about life coaching. You're just like, this is pretty cool. And I have to ask this question at any time when you decided to go into life coaching, did you ever think like, okay, I'm 22, I'm 23. Do I, am I qualified to be a life coach? Or even though if I feel like I'm qualified to be a life coach, maybe people won't listen to me because of my age. Did you ever think that? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's still something that I still kind of struggle with in a way, like feeling like I'm certified and, uh, qualified enough to do what I do, but really like that, the more that I kind of go along my path here, it's just, that's really just stems from fear, like self-doubt and trusting yourself. And really like, I know what I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. So like, it's all about trusting your strengths and knowing what you, like what you talk about, you're confident in and you're competent in it. So it really just like, because I totally, I feel that too. Like it's, it's really just knowing what you're doing and trusting that you know what to do. I'd like to ask you, I'd like to ask you about, um, a success story, you know? So I, I, you know, to date, however many clients that you've had so far, would you share with us with, with, obviously protecting their anonymity, you know, not giving away so much detail that everybody that watches would be like, Oh, I know that dude, you know, but yeah, you know, would you yeah. share a big success story so far? Sure. Um, I had this one client who he was actually like a practice client while like throughout the program. And that was part of the criteria. Like when we were getting trained, we had to get actually two practice clients to kind of coach throughout the process. And, uh, one in particular that I remember was this kid kind of came to me kind of intrigued with coaching. He's, he's, he was younger than me. He's like, he was 18 when you know, he kind of came into this and he kind of came with the problem of, um, he, he had all this like momentum and, uh, he had a, he had like a, a good head on his shoulders, but it was a senior in high school and he felt like, everything that he's done up to that point, all the success that he's had has kind of been like 
dwindling. He felt like his focus was kind of lacking. He felt like he didn't really, you know, he didn't really have a good direction of where he was heading and he didn't know how to recapture some of that previous success. And I was like, wow, this is, this is the perfect candidate for my coach. So it was really cool to work with him. And it, it it was really awesome because he lives like relatively close. So, um, through working with me, he was able to basically like get that clarity again and figure out what his strengths are and why he was so good in the past. And kind of, we, we, uh, he was actually like a, a swimmer. So we tied it back to his sport success and how that came, like how that could translate to his personal like life success. And, uh, with, you know, through, I think I coached him for maybe five months, five or five or six months. And through the course of that time, he was able to really like get his schoolwork back on track. He, I think he passed with like uh, 4.0, like he really got his stuff together. He ended up getting like a scholarship to go swim for a college. Wow. A yeah. lot of that was not going to say it was all me, but most of it was <laughs> you know, kind of, I helped them get that, you know, <laughs> but it was really cool. He, uh, he had a lot of success from that. Very and cool. even this week I had an experience where, I was, you know, I hadn't put something on my calendar and, you know, I think the issue here is accountability and Matt made me accountable and I accomplished, I personally accomplished something this week that was huge dynamic and something that I really, really, really have promised I was going to do. I've needed to do it. We spent hours talking about it and he's like, so when are you going to do that, bro? (laughs) Just real (laughs) kindly and friendly way. You know, made sure and I put it on the calendar and I did it. I spent 14 hours working on it and I feel great about it. And so, Tino, it's all about accountability, isn't it? So who are you accountable to or are you accountable to more than one person? I guess is a better question. Um, I like to I like to be accountable for my own things and make sure that I like to just take responsibility for everything. And I think that's the huge, like, that's a big mindset shift for a lot of people because, you know, certain things that happen in life, not everything is in our control. And I think we can kind of all understand that. But when you come at it with the mindset of, you know, this is my responsibility, this is my kind of fault here if things don't go right, you're just, you're, it's a win-win. Because even if it wasn't your fault, and you say, yeah, I take full responsibility for this, you're going to look for things to help you grow and help you learn for the next time. So it's, it's, always, it's always beneficial to look in the mirror when, you know, things are kind of happening. Like always kind of blame yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually have um, a lot of experience <clears throat> with that here recently. And, you know, as you, as you get older – and as you, you know, you develop and you're going to be further along than most. Um, but you always have to sit and this is hard to do, especially when you're, it's just you yourself, you don't have uh, a mentor or an accountability person above you, but you always, you have to every once in a while, if things aren't going perfect, you have to sit there and ask why, what's the fault? What's the reason? And you have to be okay with that being you. You have to be okay with saying, I'm, I'm the reason why this particular area I'm failing. 
Like it is all my yeah. fault. And not that it's just my fault, but this part of, of a process or this part of my personality or this part of the habits that I've developed is, is not good and it's faulty. And this actually happened with me. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're working on trying to take the business, our main business, the digital marketing agency to the next level. And that would be seven figures by this time next year. And so it really started looking at things and thinking, you know, what, what, how can I get there? And if I, if I can't get there now, then why? And whenever I peeled back everything, I was the reason, like it was my fault. I was the one holding it back. And what was that? Well, the thing is, is that I'm the boss, right? But uh, I also have ADD like an MFR. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm so, I am so, it is so hard for me to stay focused and to stay, um, uh, you know, like have a plan, stick to a plan and organize, focused and organized. And so, you know, I started to think, well, okay, like then I was, I was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to put it in the plan by, you know, j end of January of next year, I'm going to hire an executive assistant someone who just kick my ass and keep me, you know, in, in shape because like, who's the boss of the boss. Right. So there's gotta be somebody. Right. Well, as it turns out, I do have a boss. I'm married. And, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and every guy in life should marry up. And I was lucky enough to marry up. And so yeah, absolutely. my, my wife is actually kind of my, accountability partner we talk about business and things and you know we we go yeah. back and forth with her career my career and um she was actually you know talking about how she wanted to kind of do something else something different so you know as we're talking about business plans and everything and and told her you know my revelation she was just like well she was like well what if you know i became your your boss you know and and at first i was kind of like hmm. but then i was like wait actually this might work because i actually do give a fuck what you think right you know yes. it's like it's not it's yeah. not somebody that I, like just comes in maybe they have the the skills or whatever and they have the pedigree but at the end of the day i'm not really going to care what they think you know they're going to have to be on me so so i really had to just sit there and think to myself and and be like okay this is the part where i am totally you know screwing things up and I need someone that not only do I trust, has my best interests in, in, you know, in mind, uh, but somebody who I just generally can look up to. And I didn't ask her, but she offered. And so now we're a few weeks into it a month and it's been the best move I've ever made. Like, it, I'm just like, this is so cool. Like I wake up in the morning and on my days when I can sleep in, I, I don't have to sleep in, but I can if I want to, I'm like, shit, I'm not going to sleep in because at the end of the day, I know we have a meeting where I'm like, all right, what did I get done? What was on the schedule? Why didn't it get done? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to sit there and tell my yeah. wife that I didn't get it done. <clears throat> and so this kind of goes back to coaching. You know, mm -hmm. coaching is also a very personal thing. And so I'm sure you've experienced, you know, maybe, you know, where you've had people that wanted to coach, but it just wasn't a really good fit you know, between the two people. Right. Um, and then the people that it is a fit, it works great because maybe there's a mutual respect there and, and, you know, you have each other's uh, interests in mind. And so I, I wanted to jump back on something that you said before 
earlier. And I want to kind of um, touch on that because this is, this is kind of like um, one of the things about the maniac mentor brand is, is it's, is anybody can be a mentor, right? Like that's one of the facets of the, the ideas that we want to perpetuate is anybody can be a mentor. Okay. Because, you know, we believe in the 10 steps rule. So you learn from someone 10 steps ahead of you, 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 uh, th then you turn around and teach it to someone 10 steps behind you. So anybody can be, um, a mentor. And so, you know, yep. even you at, you know, 23, you can be a life coach and you can be a success coach or a masculinity coach or whatever it is. The key is playing in the right ball field, right? And so like, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a business coach, but I'm not a Fortune 500 business coach. I've never ran a Fortune 500 company, right? I've never run a company with a full board, you know, of, of 10 people and CFOs and COOs and all this other stuff. So I wouldn't step to them and say, hey, let me consult you on business coaching to help that. Uh, but small to medium-sized businesses, I have tons of experience in that. And so that's where I play. Now, one day, whenever my company gets up to be a Fortune 500 company, then your, your game level changes. And so <clears throat> I wanted to bring that to light in, in case anybody that's listening might have had the same challenges that you have challenged, the internal challenges. You know, like, man, I'm only whatever, fill in the blank age. Am I qualified to you know, to do this, to teach other people in my area? And the answer is yes, because there's always someone that is quote unquote, 10 steps behind you that would love the knowledge and the skills that you have for you to teach them. Uh, so that's really cool that you, you didn't let that hold you back and that you're, you're still there. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about your specialty. I want to talk a little bit more about this masculinity uh, thing, why you chose to call yourself that and, and what's the drive behind that? I get a feeling that there's something that you're seeing amongst your peers that, that you're just kind of like, okay, I, I want to specialize in this and kind of help, you know, people in my, in my, in my peer area kind of step up in this area. W what was that? Right. And yeah, like that whole reason that I kind of chose this specialty is because it really is kind of personal to me as well. Cause I was in that same boat. Like, like, like I said earlier with me coming out of college not knowing what to do, not having that clarity and like that strong direction. I, I kind of came to the point of where I was like, this is so painful and this is so, this is such a hard thing to go through. And I know that a lot of people feel this way specifically. Like I know a lot of guys kind of have that going on and I was like, I just don't want anyone else to kind of experience this type of frustration or this type of, you know, uncertainty in their lives. So I, I kind of took from that and was like, well, I went through it myself. So wouldn't I be the most like qualified to talk energy. about the things that it I really is all about purpose, direction, that. clarity, because certainty, really and mission. So you're strong in your demeanor. And that really is like masculine energy as a whole. It's like knowing what you want to do and like going after it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, that is so important. Let me, uh, let me tell you why, you know, so I won't um, give away my age, but I'm almost going to be 40 in April uh, 29th. And, uh, you know, and so like, number one, uh, anybody that guesses my age, they think I'm like 31, 32. <clears throat> number two, 
my whole 30s was about finding myself, finding that direction, finding who I was in as a man, uh, as, uh, you know, just a, a human being, what my goal in life is, what my purpose is and all of that. And whenever I found, whenever it's, it's no, it's no coincidence that whenever I found that I attracted the caliber woman that I attracted, but Hmm. also the, the amount of, of focus and clarity as to where I wanted to live, what, what I wanted to do with my life as far as a career, all of those things. And there is a, you know, someone that I know, I won't go into any detail, but this person, you know, and I've, I've experienced this with a lot of other people too. One of the biggest things, especially men, right? Like one of the biggest things is, is being secure, not in the fact that, okay, I am this tall, I'm fit, I work out, I have a good job, all of these things. There's a total difference between being secure in these outward things and being secure in who you are, knowing who you are in a, in a person. And just because you're 23 or 25 or 19 or 18, you can know who you are at that time because we morph through life, right? We become different people as we hit different stages. And so learning who you are in that point in time is so important and it's so, so valuable. That's why one of the things that in in some of the free trainings that I'm actually uh, putting out now, I'm going to be launching the Maniac Mentor YouTube channel here real soon. One of the things is talking about learning your core values. And I didn't really learn about my core values until a little less than a year ago, whenever I hired a branding coach to kind of take me through the whole thing to make sure that the Maniac Mentor brand was really going to do the right thing and resonate with the right people. And so whenever I, I was taken through this whole like workbook or worksheet for figuring out what my core values were, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I wish I knew this whenever I was 16, 17, 18, whatever, because if, if everybody, so it's one of the things that I'm teaching in in my uh, free video training. But if, if at, you know, at your age, at any point in life, if you're, if you're kind of forced to figure out what are my core values, what are the things that I stand for? And one of the things that I was told is that it took me a while to figure it out, right? I kind of had like five or six of them. I don't know this one, maybe, but whenever you keep it in the back of your head, every time you have different interactions with people or things happen or somebody rubs you the wrong way or somebody rubs you the right way or whatever, you start thinking, Oh, that's definitely my core value because I really resonate with that. Or this really pisses me off kind of a thing. And so what I was told by my branding coach was that you'll see whenever you have your three core values locked in, you're going to see it manifested everywhere. Like the people that you hang out with, why do you like them so much? Because they have similar core values than you do. And the the same goes with people that you don't. And if I knew this when I was young, man, think of the confidence level that I would have had then, you know, because if you know who you are, if you know what you believe in, you know, your core, then you're also not going to hang out with some people that can set you on a wrong path. Right. Uh, You know, and, 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 and you also will probably not take the any any old job because well that doesn't line up with my cores and so <laughs> i really think it's cool what you're doing man you know what what i'm 
tiptoeing up to right now is like, I mean, honestly, the climate that we're in, everything is so politically charged right now. And I keep hearing this term uh, that's flowing out of academia called toxic masculinity. And what they're really Ooh. talking about is chauvinism, right? Yeah. So chauvinism is wrong, right? Or misogyny, yeah. right? Misogyny is wrong. Um, but there's nothing toxic about masculinity. Nothing. Okay. I, I, I very much resent hearing terms like that because what, what's happening right now in our culture is they're trying to subjugate men because under this guise of, oh, there was a patriarchy that controlled the world. Look, even when there was a quote patriarchy, the women at home were still the ones running the show. Okay. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. They were still the ones that like, even when all property was owned by men, only a crazy guy would sell a piece of property without confiding in his wife first. Right. <laughs> like very, very common to, so it was still a matter of teamwork. Right. So just because you see the guy with the spear out in the field, doesn't mean that he's not backed up by some feminine energy, right? There's nothing toxic about being a man. So I looked at some of your content and I liked, it's almost like the first thing that popped up for me. Maybe it was the first thing that you posted. I don't know, but consistency. I like steps. I like like boom, boom, boom. And I saw this three steps to build consistency. I feel like our audience being entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And obviously you had another piece. I really like the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur I want to get into that in a minute, but yeah. I'd like you to talk about uh, your three ways to build consistency and how you like you, not just how you figured it out, but like, tell them what that is. Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the three steps, I'll just shoot them out right now. Like you got to compete with yourself, you know, block out any other competition and whatever, like what, what, what they're doing or what he's doing, what she's doing, whatever forget about all that. You just have to focus on what are you doing? Hmm. Because every, everyone is on a different path. It doesn't matter how, like, like we were saying a little bit ago, like you could be 45 and figure out what you're doing, or you could be 19 and figure out your life's mm -hmm. purpose. Like it's different for everyone. And it, it really just all ties back to that self-awareness. Um, two, number two is you celebrate your wins and you embrace your losses. And I, I think as a, you know, when, when people are going through things, I think a lot of people are afraid of failure. And my, my point when I'm, when I'm making that is like, you got to understand that all of it's part of the process, the entire thing. Like you're going to have a lot of wins, but you're probably going to have more losses than you have wins. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want people to really understand that is like, you're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. You're not going to know what to do, but Literally, if you keep going and you stay consistent, they turn into wins. They turn into big successes. It's just it's a part of a, a much larger pie. That, and yeah. And what number, was number three? Number three is like you just have to find out your why. Mm -hmm. And why do you want those things? Why do you want those goals? Why do you want this lavish lifestyle that you talk about? Why do you want your vision? And if you can figure out why you want those things and you get that emotional tie to your goals, then that's going to determine how badly you actually want them. Because if someone says, I think I said in my example in the YouTube video, like if your why is oh well, I want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You're not going to last. Right. You're going to fizzle out. 
it's not it's not strong enough to keep you going through the hard stuff like the failures and that you're, you're probably going to be discouraged at that point but if you're motivated by a bigger purpose like if you want to i don't know if you're if your why is oh i want to change the world because i want i want it to be a reflection of my life and like i want to lead by example or something something you know something big then that's going to be a lot stronger than well, I want to make $10,000 next year because I want to be rich, you know? Yeah, I like the quote, uh, a why can overcome any how. Yeah. And that is so that is so true. It's like whenever I, um, uh, it, actually, it's one of the first things in the course that I'm about to launch too for, you know, how to start a side hustle uh, while working your nine to five. And the first thing is, is figure out your why. And, um, you know, and, and, in, and the Jeff, the same and network marketing and, and in any business, really, in anything and any goal that you want to chase or anything that you want to achieve, what is your why? And just like you said, there has to be an emotional uh, tie to it, because whenever you get beat up and you fail and you keep failing, if your why isn't strong enough, that's what's going to allow you to fail. But if it it's super strong and there's, there is no, you know, like I have to achieve this no matter what, then you'll keep going. And I like that you, you mentioned, um, failure. It's part of the game. I mean, it's part of the learning process. You know, you got to think about when your kids, like how is our, our, our brain programmed, our brain, our brain is programmed through failure. You know, it's like we, we learn that the stove is hot because we touch it. You know, like we learn how to walk because we keep falling and stumbling over as, as toddlers. You know, like we learn how to swing a bat because we missed 300 pitches. You know, it's like the, all of the, the things that we learn how to do, riding a bike because we fell over, tying the shoes because we messed it up the first few times. Like we are literally designed to learn from failure. And so the same goes in life. The same goes in relationships. The same goes in business. And uh, so I'm really glad that you, you know, you brought that up because, you know, we harp it all the time, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a lot better whenever a young guy like yourself gets it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I would even go like a step further from that too. Is like, I think school kind of conditions you to think that way too. Cause I like, don't think about it. Don't get Jeff started on that. I know. Did he, you, did you <laughs> see that? The hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the way like the way I see it is like you get a test you take a test whatever and you fail now most of the time you're gonna look at that failure and be like oh man I suck I didn't study enough whatever like people it conditions you to think because you got that F that you are a failure but it's like no it, you're not a failure you just you just didn't learn enough or whatever but like we'll translate that to real life when they get a failure like oh I must suck I, I, I this this is just horrible it's not working out it's not meant to be but it's like no man like you don't suck you're just early in the game yeah that's it and a whole nother a whole nother uh contrast to that is that everybody's a winner there are no losers yeah you know everybody right. gets a trophy right in the whole oh, <laughs> participation yeah. trophies Ugh. yes <laughs> no so tino Tino, we're tapping into something that's, you know, I, I love it when things counterbalance each other, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So 
so for example, you know, earlier when I asked you who you're accountable to and you said, I'm, I want to be accountable to myself. And I appreciate that. Right. Um, right. Six, but the counterbalance to that is that success is not a, a solo sport. Success is no. always achieved in teams. Imagine right. what would happen in our education system if we were allowed to take like a social studies test, the same way we take tests in life with a team. How many people then would get C's and D's and F's, right? There wouldn't be any. Right. It would be all A's all the time. Everyone would succeed more. Grades would be higher because in life, you don't test by yourself unless you put yourself in the test by yourself. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And like, kind of like you said, we're not alone in this game. It's like... Yeah. You know, I said that I'm accountable for myself, and that's true. But at the same time, I have two coaches of my own. Yeah. Like I get, I try to get as coach as much as I possibly can. So it's not, it's not all on you. Like you're gonna have support. You're gonna have people in your corner, because life is not. You're not. You're not singular just by yourself. That's not how life goes. Right. Yeah. Now I want to ask you about your your podcast. I really thought it was great. I loved the 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 whole format of it how you're just walking along with the phone I'm like this guy's got it dude this is everybody <laughs> loves to see wisdom shared while you're walking right i'm like so and you talked about the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur and obviously um you know i mean in in pure webster diff dictionary definition all entrepreneurs are not business owners but all business owners actually are entrepreneurs by definition but not your definition of entrepreneur so break it down yeah um you, you did some digging in that one that was a little older of a video but <laughs> i liked it yeah yeah it, thank you it's it, my, my definition of that is a business owner let's say you have a business owner and an entrepreneur whatever in their they both have a business or something that they're starting. If you're a business owner and you have that business and it fails or something happens to it, most of the time they just kind of give it up or they're like, oh, well, you know, owning a business isn't for me, whatever. I'm just going to go do something else. Now, if you're a true entrepreneur, if you are like born and bred, have that entrepreneur blood in your system, you're going to look at that business and let's say that business fails for an entrepreneur. They're not going to give up. They're not going to say, Oh, well I must just, I'm just going to do something else. I'm going to go work at McDonald's or something instead. It's like, no, there is no other option for an entrepreneur. It is, I'm going to be my own boss and make this work or I'm going to die trying. Like, there's no in between. Yes. Yeah. Do yes. or die. Literally. Yeah. Love that. Right, Matt? Yes. Yes. Matt, and, talk about do or die. Yeah. Well, yeah, you you do. So like um, in one of the videos I, I uh, did uh, that's coming up on my YouTube channel, I talked about a little bit about my story. And, you know, my in, whenever I decided in, in, in July 1st of 2009, I decided to get back into business ownership, become an entrepreneur, balls to the wall. I was either going to end up in a cardboard box on the side of the street or I was going to be a success. That was, that was it. Yeah. I was either going to be one or the other. There was no middle ground. Mm -hmm. There was no like half-assing it. There was no like part-time side hustle, part-time, you know, Walmart stock person. None of that shit. That wasn't an option. I was either going to massively yeah. fail forever 
or I was going to be successful forever. And that's, that is the difference in, in entrepreneurship. And I'm glad you brought that up because nowadays there's even more, there's entrepreneurialism is so, it's, it's such a sexy term now, right? Like people are like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur, you know, because they sold some stuff on eBay or, you know, they're a hustler, <laughs> Uh, you know, or they're buying stuff at discounts, you know, and, and they're selling it or, you know, whatever. And, and that's not what entrepreneurialism is about. A true entrepreneur encompasses everything. It encompasses your four, your body, being, your balance, your love. It, en it encompasses everything of your, 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 your whole core, your emotional, your physical, your spiritual. And you have to learn... I'm writing a book now, actually. It's called The Maniac Mentor's Definitive Guide to Becoming an Entrepreneur. And what started me on this journey to write this book is the fact that people think that an entrepreneur is just making money and making a lot of money and like buying a Lamborghini yeah. or some shit like that in a million dollar house. I'm an entrepreneur. No, an entrepreneur is about, you know, getting funding a hundred thousand dollars for a startup let's say on the low end and six months later the whole thing you know crashing and you are you're all your money's gone and you're now in debt to these uh you know investors for a hundred thousand dollars but then you have then you like you said you figure something else out well that didn't work let me try something else out uh, an entrepreneur is about not only chasing the money, but chasing success, being the whole thing, being successful with your health, the way you treat your body, what you intake, being successful in your mind, what you feed your mind, being successful in, in teaching yourself, realizing that you don't know shit and you're never going to know all the shit and that you should always be teaching, reading, training, consuming everything, being successful in always starting because being an entrepreneur, you fail so many times and sometimes you fail so hard, you come to a complete stop. And so you have to restart over and over and over again. Being an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur can make a living in any economy, in any economy. It doesn't matter what is happening in the world. A true entrepreneur can find a way to make money. And I, I just feel like, you know, and also another misnomer that's happening these days is that it's easy to be an entrepreneur. It's easy to be a, uh, a business owner. You, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> that's that is like perpetuated by all the, the stuff that you see on Instagram of, you know, like, oh, man, I got wads and and I got my first five thousand dollar check. I took this course and three weeks later I landed a client. And now, you know, they're fifty thousand dollar a year client yada, yada, yada. It's perpetuated by be a millionaire in 60 days. It's perpetuated by all this stuff. Then it's perpetuated by all these fake people on Instagram, online that are driving around in these rented cars, walking around in these rented Airbnbs, saying that it's theirs, saying that this is how I became successful. This is how I made all this money and you can do it too. All you have to do is pay $47 for this, you know, <laughs> this course that's going to bring you, you know, six figures in 30 days, you know, or what's worse, what's even worse than that is all you have to do is pay $7,000 for my course. And in, you know, 90 days, you're going to be, you're going to sign your first, you know, $12,000, you know, retainer client. And so it, it, there's such a, a, a jarbled mess of what an entrepreneur is 
and and young people like yourself you got it but so many other people like yourself are just thinking have this misconception of what success really is what being a, an entrepreneur really is and the difference between being a business owner and an entrepreneur and so I feel the whole mission statement behind the Maniac Mentor brand is to educate these young kids, these 16, 17, 18, 28-year-olds on what it really takes to be a successful business owner, a business person, an entrepreneur, and that it's really hard and that maybe you get lucky and you, you experience success the first time and that lasts for a year, but then you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. You're going to lose all your money or most of it. And then you're going to have to start all over again. And that's okay because that's the game. And so, but I feel that if we can educate and, and put like truth sauce in all of this, you know, this <laughs> food that, yeah. that every, all these young, you know, hustlers, men and women are eating and they, and they understand that, you know, when you think of what a true successful person is, entrepreneurialism and being a successful business owner, like being a good successful business owner, you got a team. In order to be a good leader, you have to be someone worth, you know, following, right? And in order to be, if you're if you're a good leader and you're a good uh, a follower and then leader in your business life, well, then you're going to be a great person in your relationships, in your personal life. You're going to have good friend relationships. You're going to have a good healthy balance at home you know, at life and everything. And so I feel that if we really focus and spend the time on our young hustlers, our young entrepreneurs, teaching them what it really is, what it really takes, not just to make money, but to be rich in your, your, yourself, in your self-worth, in your, you know, your spiritual being, whatever that means to you and in your health, then we really literally can change the world. That's how I'm going to change the world. That's how the Maniac Mentor brand is going to change the world because 20 years from now, We'll have really smart people running businesses, opening up corporations that are healthy for and that are employing a lot of people. They're doing good for, th for society. The trickle-down effect is working the way it's supposed to work. We have smart people in you know, Congress and in office that, that have all of these good entrepreneurial qualities – and so really the whole world has changed. So that's my, that's my goal. You said you want a big goal. That's my goal. That's how I'm going to change the world. Uh, you know, and so yeah. that's my why. And so I'm, it's really cool, man. I, I, I'll tell you, I am just fascinated whenever I meet people like yourself, like your brother, um, that at a young age are really get it. You, you just get it. And not only do you get it, but you're actually taking actions, you know, to, to follow through with it. And that's so rare these days. Um, and that's, that's why we wanted to have you on the show. So tell me, I got a question for you. What is one of the most common things now? You know, I don't know how many you know, clients that you've, you, you've had or whatnot, but what is one of the most common challenges that you see among you know, the people that you have, you have coached that, uh, that, you, uh, that, that you're having to kind of help them with? That's a good question. If I had to say anything, I think it, I think it kind of comes back to the whole piece about being self-aware and being authentic because it, the, the common thing that I see is people want to be authentic. And like, when you hear the term be yourself, it's very broad. Like no one knows really what that means. So my biggest thing is like, I don't think people really know who they are to even be themselves. 
So being that authentic person, like truly being authentic, it starts with figuring out um, your core values, like you said, figuring out what you tolerate, what you don't tolerate, and just really getting reflective with who you are and what, what you're all about, figuring out your strengths, your weaknesses, just knowing like really who you are. And do you ever find any kind of resistance or challenge, you know, because whenever, whenever you're trying to help someone, right. Or, you know, they've come to you for help. And so you have to be like, all right, well, you know, we got to kind of figure out who you are and, 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 and figuring out who you are, you know, really involves kind of tearing yourself down. Right. And, and being okay with that. So have you ever, um, had any challenges helping people with that or have you received any pushback with some people that really don't want to kind of see the truth? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think especially across the board, men as in general, like it's kind of like an ego thing. They don't want to like admit, Oh no, I'm cool. Like I don't need to work on myself. Like I'm, I got everything under control. And it's like, that's, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed is like guys just don't know how to be vulnerable and honest with themselves. Like when they need to be, so it's, that is a big thing. It's just being vulnerable and uh, letting yourself be like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And this is why I'm kind of experiencing the things that I'm experiencing. Well, yeah. And, and the reason why I asked that is because uh, that was my biggest problem. Like probably until yeah. I was like 34, 35, you know, like I knew who I was and I was perfect. Right. I was perfect. That's all it was to it. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I really had to tear, tear myself down. I had to get a lot of that from the outside. Somebody who, uh, didn't take my shit and just kind of told me is like, look, man, you know, and, uh, and finally, but once I opened it up, you know, for those that are listening, man, it is hard as a man to be vulnerable and to, to just kind of sit there and say, I really suck at this. And then it could be anything. I suck at being you know, you could, I sucked at being a boyfriend. I sucked at being a friend. <clears throat> I sucked at being a business owner. Like you'd name it across the board. I was pretty, pretty shitty. And, 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 but the only way that you can improve on these things, if you sit there and be like, damn. And so what I like to, you know, to say in the different conversations that I've had with different people um, is, is like, you know, man, just own it. Like, it's okay. You know, if maybe you're great at this one thing, but you suck ass at that thing, it's cool. It's all good. Yeah. You know, like, like be okay with being awesome at this thing and just being a total loser at this one. Like, you know, and then just be like, okay with it. Hey, that's cool. I'm not good at that. I don't have the time to work on that right now, uh, but I'm really yeah. good at this and I'm aware of that. So the time will come and I'll work on that. And, you know, we go through different phases in my life too. And, you know, like one of the things for me personally, the challenge was, is like building a business takes everything. It takes everything, you know, it doesn't matter what type of business. And, and so I've had ups and I've had downs in my business and I've always tried to, I, cause I'm the youngest of four boys. Right. And so we were actually having this conversation not too long ago. Like I got in the gym working out when I was in elementary school, man, I was, pro I was probably up tw tw 10, 12, and I remember my brothers put me on the bench and I'm like pumping iron, you know, thinking I was cool one to be with them. And so that was like pretty much of my life. And so we were always just working out. And I found that one of the things, because it's kind of funny because you and I have a little a parallel 
in um, in 2008, I actually irritated a disc. I didn't completely herniate it, but I irritated the disc. And so I couldn't work out anymore. And so that was like, then I didn't want to get in the gym anymore because it was fear-based. The pain was so excruciating. What I went through, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that again. And, but then I found myself like, because I'm the kind of person that's like all in, I'm either like, I'm a hundred percent like going to make this work. And I, I work a hundred hours until this part of my business is successful. Or I'm like, you know, all in and like working out of the gym and, I'm going to lose weight and, you know, five pounds of fat and gain 20 pounds of muscle, like whatever it is. So I had to, one of the challenges for me was that I can't do, I couldn't do two things successfully at once. So I had to be okay with, all right, we're just, we're getting exercise this week. It's walking, it's the park, maybe it's riding, it's whatever. As long as I'm moving and getting, I had to be okay with that because I had to put everything. It was time for me to put everything into my business. And I'm there, I'm so close, I am so close. And whenever this things get to this level, this goal that we set, then I'm, I'm getting back in the gym, man, and I am just like shredding, I can't wait. But that is, but for me, that's how it had to be. I couldn't, I couldn't do both. And maybe some people can. I know some people who are really good at being successful business owners because they're super, um, they're super uh, disciplined, right? Like every morning for an hour, they're pumping iron. And then for the next eight hours, they're killing in business. And so what I had to accept that I just wasn't that good. I wasn't good at that. That was my weakness. I'm literally all one thing or all nothing. And so I had to kind of accept that and, and, and bow to one thing and kind of move on. Answer this question for me. Why what is your big goal with what you're doing with your, your success coach? Like, where do you see yourself five years from now? Like not as, not as a person and what you're doing personally, but as far as your impact, what is the impact that you want to make? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think my biggest impact that I want to make in my professional career, I want to take this, I want to take this whole business and I want it to kind of be a staple for the younger generation. So the things that I, you know, the things that I want to educate people on, the things that I want to make known or just talk about, I want that to be something that younger people coming up that they can like, they can take a class or they can go online and they can research it. And this is like a platform for younger people to really just find out what, like, who am I? What do I want? What does it mean to be successful? And just everything that they basically, they don't teach you in school. I want them to kind of learn from my stuff. So I want to be that, that outlet to kind of teach them the things that maybe they're not learning every day. That's cool. And so what are you doing now? Uh, to kind of what um, what platforms are you using to kind of get your message out? Um, how can people uh, follow you and link up with you if they're interested in, in learning more? Yeah, so right now I use uh, Instagram. So you can follow me at T underscore R-I-G 15. Um, I have a YouTube channel. You can follow me on that, which is just my name. So T-I-N-O. Regano, R-I-G-A-N-O, and my website, if you want to kind of see what I'm all about, read a little bit more about my bio and uh, kind of what I offer as far as coaching, 
you can check that out at www.thesophisticatedman.net. Nice. I like that. Thesophisticatedman.net. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, dude, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, you know, we have uh, our little timer over there, Jeff, and I know that we could continue talking about uh, success and, and masculinity all day. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I oh, yeah. had a whole bunch more questions too. So we definitely need to revisit this. You know, now that we've done our introduction of you, it would be nice to have, you know, another recording, another episode, another time. That'll be great. So th- for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Tino. We appreciate having you on today. And uh, a couple things before we go. First of all, you can send us an email. So if you want to be on the show or if you've got an idea, if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email, podcast at maniacmentor.com. Share your deepest thoughts. Number two, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, We're all over the place. I mean, basically, you just go into your your Alexa or whatever they call it now and <laughs> your iPhone, you, you, uh, your Siri, you could tell your Google phone. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just go in and say, turn on the maniac mentor podcast and bam, we'll be in your face and up in your ears. And so we want you to go on there. We want you to click the subscribe button so that you get notifications every time we post a new episode, which, you know, we're, pretty much doing it every week again on Mondays. And so number three, you've got something that you need to do. It's called the power of reciprocity. See, we're not charging anything for this. This isn't a $500 course that you have to go into our sales funnel to get access to. We're just giving it away here. You know, great interviews, great content and sharing our honest experiences as to what we've gone through and what we're currently going through and building business and being an entrepreneur. So your job with the power of reciprocity is to pay it forward. You need to share our podcast with somebody or with everybody, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everybody. Yeah. Once again, this was your maniac mentors, Matt and Jeff with our guest, Tino Regano. Thanks again, Tino, for being on the show. Uh, All of the links that he discussed will be below in the show notes. So definitely check him out. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, check out his videos on on uh, YouTube and uh, interact with him through social media. And uh, we will definitely have you back on the show again, uh, Tino. We got a lot more questions to ask you. And this is kind of like an endless subject anyway with everything that's going on these days. So we'll definitely get you back. And uh, that's been it for us. We want all you guys and gals to stay focused, be blessed, and always remember that every day you just get one little thing done it can add up to whatever it is you want it to add up to at the end. So stay blessed. Have a great day, a good morning, a great afternoon, and a wonderful evening. We'll catch you guys on the flip side of another week. Later. Later. See you, Tino. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Be sure and visit ManiacMentor.com and follow him on Instagram at ManiacMentor.